great to be together. Yeah, it's great to see so many of you this morning. And if you're joining us online, we really hope you feel part of us this morning as we worship and as we hear the word. With, um, I just want to share with you just quickly, we had our Revive Day yesterday, which was our um, young people's event from school years. Yeah, I mean, it was a great day. We had 17 young people from different churches across Ely and some guys that don't even, you know, aren't involved in church at all, but came with friends. And we had fun, we had laughter, we had games, we had enough sugar, literally, to fill Ely. You know, more Haribo were consumed yesterday in a day than the last 24 hours, or 24 days previously, I think, across the whole world. So it was a great day. So thank you so much for your prayers and your support with that, and for everyone who made that day possible. That was great. Um, just before we hand over to the band, let's just pray. And uh, let's all just stand and do that, shall we? Father God, I want to thank you as we come into your presence this morning, Lord, that you are in the midst of us. Lord, as we are filled with you, we want to proclaim your name, Lord, and just worship you. And Lord, for those who are at home or wherever they're watching um, online, Lord, I really want to pray you'll meet with them too. Bless them as they um, aren't able to be with us this morning or if they're just um, enjoying online church from Beth this morning. Lord, I thank you that you are a God who is not refined by um, four walls, that you are a God who is active and walks, uh, walks among us and guides us and encourages us and blesses us. Lord, thank you for worship, Lord, and thank you as we come together and lift your name, that we would proclaim you as king this morning. Father God, we give all our troubles to you, we give all our concerns, and we want to lift you high. You are king of kings, and you are lord of lords, and you are worthy of our praise, and we want to lift your name this morning. Amen. Amen. Let's praise his name this morning. Thank you, guys. Amen. Are you ready? I said, are you ready this morning? Yeah, come on. Come on, lift up those hands.
make a dead man walk again Put down the grave, I'm coming out I'm gonna live, gonna live again This is the sound of the tribal's rattling Rattling, rattling Oh, rattling My God is able to save and deliver and heal and restore anything that he wants to just
We have to do this the Christian way. Come on, let's go.
hear your voice in the madness all around me. I feel you here when my world falls apart. And as I walk, I know you will go before me. When I fall, I can feel your hand in mine. Oh, you never too far
love is ever true, alive today and forever. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Take your seats just for a moment. Are you happy to be here? One or two of you. Are you happy to be here? Hey, there we go. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. I'm going to jump into God's Word this morning because I know God's Word is true and it works in my life. And I rely on God's Word. I don't know about you, but you, you need to get the Word in your life. You need to get the Spirit in your life. And you need to just get into God because God has all, he, all you need is in God Almighty. Amen? Oh, one or two of you think that's okay. How many know what I uh, preached on last week? Any guesses? Forgiveness. Ah, someone was listening. That's right, I'll pay him later. Um, yeah, we're talking about forgiveness and how God's grace is amazing. His grace is so amazing for us, and we should never, ever forget that. And now I want to move on to how that grace opens a gateway in our lives today. Because once you've opened that gateway of love and forgiveness, I tell you, it begins to flow from uh, it flows from the throne unto your own into our lives and into the lives of people around us. I tell you, that is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ right there, is because we've been loved so much that we're able to love in return. This is a supernatural thing. So I want to jump into Scripture. Before I do that, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, I just lift up your mighty name of Jesus. I just lift up you, Jesus. I declare that you are Lord and you are King, and we are your people. And Lord, as we open your word this morning, we ask for your Holy Spirit just to manifest and to reveal yourself to us in a deeper and greater way this morning. I pray that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. So it says in Colossians 3, verses 12 and 13, it says this. As God's chosen people. Holy, beloved, clothe yourself with compassion. You ever get dressed in the morning and you think, you know what, I need that compassion jacket and I need those kindness trousers. I need that humility hat and meekness and patience. What a good thing to dress yourselves in. Bear with one another and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. We'll continue our series on forgiveness. Last week I spoke how forgiveness is the way of life for the new creation. And as the people of God, forgiveness sets us free in three, free in three ways. One, we receive God's forgiveness. Two, we're able to forgive others. And three, if we need, we need to be able to forgive ourselves and have that real peace of heart and mind. And last week I spoke about how forgiveness gives us a fresh start. But it's more than just a fresh start because it's God's grace is freely given to us. And that does give us a, a fresh start. But it also releases us from the bondage and power of sin. And it brings us into a place of repentance. You know, God's kindness brings us into a place of repentance, Romans tells us. But for forgiveness and repentance is not just about regretting or uh, sorry you got caught sort of regret. Or it's not even paying some kind of penance. God's forgiveness brings about in us a real change of heart. 
and mind. Now, as human forgiveness, I talked about last week, is, is defined as, uh, or as we ask for forgiveness, we begin by apologizing to the person that we've hurt. We say, I'm sorry. We explain our actions, taking responsibility and not making excuses. Next, we want to tell the person and reassure them we want to do things differently. We want to repair our relationship, and this is how I'm going to act differently in the future. My, my thought this morning is how much importance Jesus places on us forgiving others. It's so important in Jesus' message. He includes it in his Sermon on the Mount. That's an inauguration speech of God's kingdom. He's really outlining what he plans to teach and what he plans to do in this sermon in Matthew um, uh, 5, 6, and 7 there. And this is a fulfillment of what the prophet Isaiah wrote. So you can see where Jesus is getting a lot of his material, but he's also doing something new, and he's also bringing in God's kingdom. And as he teaches his disciples to pray, one of the things he says, as you're asking for forgiveness from God, naturally you want to begin and able to forgive others. Jesus' emphasis on the people of God are these new people. They are a new creation, Paul would say, but he says they are uh, part of the kingdom of God. And as the part of the kingdom of God, you don't enact vengeance on people. But he says these people are blessed. Time and time again in Matthew 5, he says how blessed they are. They're humbled. Even when they're reviled, even when they're cursed, they act differently. This new kingdom is made up of people who act differently to the world around us. It's a place where God is king. He's the ultimate ruler and where we live obedient lives that are free from idolatry, free from other things that would be in front of us and God. It's this kind of freedom that he gives us. But it's also that we are new people and we act contrary to the world in the way that we love one another, the way that we treat one another. And as people of God in this new kingdom, God's Grace supernaturally opens that gateway in our inner being that receives love and forgiveness. But it's a two-way gate. It's the same gateway that opens to others. And as a person who's opened this gate, we understand that God's love is meant to flow both ways for us. So what is Jesus teaching here in Matthew 6? It's, all, it's often very big picture stuff in this most famous sermon. And Jesus is suggesting that God's, uh, in some way you could read it, that God is suggesting that God's forgiveness is conditional upon our forgiveness. And how we approach that tricky subject there remains within the big picture of what Christ is doing. I don't believe that God is, uh, Christ is suggesting that forgiveness is somehow transactional or somehow that forgiveness is conditional because we know that God's grace is not conditional, it's unconditional. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a free gift of grace, would it, if we had to do something to earn it? So maybe Jesus is saying something else. But let's read it. Controversial scripture, Matthew 6, verse 14 and 15. It says, If you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your sins. And I think Jesus here is stating a principle and not a conditional promise. Some of us would read that thinking, well, if I do this for God, then God will do this for me. And I don't think that's what Jesus is saying. I think he's saying, as, as you're part of this big picture, you're part of the kind of people that allows forgiveness to flow. 
You're part of the kind of people that receives and gives love straight from God out into the world around us. He's saying that living in this kingdom, that forgiveness is a two-way system. And Paul confirms this as we read in Colossians. Another controversial scripture is Matthew 18, where Jesus talks about forgiveness. It's a major theme there. And how to deal with someone who sins against you or someone that is uh, causing you problems. First, Jesus says, listen, guys, have a private conversation. Try and deal with this between the two of you. And if you do, you succeed. You've won a friend. And then if they're not listening, you take it to the church. And then if they're still not listening, then, you know, you've got to just, you've got to let it go. And then Jesus talks about the power of binding and loosing. And uh, whatever you bind in heaven is loosed, um, is loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Again, very uh, controversial scripture in some circles that. But if you read that in the context, it's, it's forgiveness is the context. So do we loose forgiveness on earth? Do we bind forgiveness on earth? Or are we freely giving it? And it's as in heaven, let it be on earth. Isn't that what Jesus' context is teaching in prayer? He's saying God's will, as it is in heaven, let us be that here on earth. What Jesus is saying is something is bigger, something bigger is going on than just your relationship with one another. Yes, your relationship one is one another is important. And in a church context, you know, uh, walking in forgiveness with your fellow brother is so important, it has both heavenly and earthly consequences. You see how Jesus is bringing it all together here. Matthew 18, we're still there. And uh, Peter came to him and said, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? And Jesus is like, not seven times, but 70 times seven. 70 times seven. Jesus is saying, 490 times. But again, I don't think Jesus is being literal with the 490 times. I don't know if you've been married a long time. How many have been married over 30 years here? Uh, yeah, one or two of you. I, I wonder, have you got to 490 yet? I'm asking the wives here. <laughs> uh, I don't think Jesus literally like we're counting them. And uh, making sure someone doesn't overdo it. I don't think Jesus is saying that forgiveness here has, has limits. Um, so we're not ideal. Ideally, we're not counting the number of times that someone sins against us. And one scripture version translates that as for the same sin. For the same sin 490 times. Anyway. But maybe Peter's thinking, listen, if I tell Jesus I've forgiven my brother seven times, look at me. Seven's that magic number, isn't it? Look at me, aren't I great? Aren't you impressed with me, Jesus? But I don't think Jesus is, is, is that impressed with him. Um, see, the act of forgiveness, it's a choice, isn't it? It's a choice, and it doesn't depend on the other person saying sorry. But forgiveness, when we forgive others as a deliberate act of our will, it creates a context which brings that positive reaction that actually brings healing to our own soul. The act of forgiveness, that choice, is not because someone apologizes to us. You know, Christ forgave us in how often? How long ago? Over 2,000 years ago, Christ forgave us in. He wasn't waiting for us to say sorry. He said, Father, forgive them. 
They don't even know what they're doing. They don't even know they're crucifying the Lord Jesus or they wouldn't have done it. But we choose supernaturally not to hold a charge against another person. Now, that's got to be a work of God's Spirit, hasn't it? You know, if you've been really hurt, that that is a work of God's Spirit to forgive them. And in the context of a, of a relationship, yeah, that has to be by supernatural means that we no longer bear the, the other ill will. But you know, it doesn't follow that it's wise to continue in that relationship. You understand that? I'm not suggesting people stay in abusive relationships or hurtful relationships because we walk in forgiveness. Not at all. Do not hear that this morning. That forgiveness of that other person is that your soul itself is healed. That as far as they're concerned, you hold no grudges. Now, do I want to continue in relationship with someone that will continue to hurt me? It's tricky, isn't it? But no, <laughs> it's not that tricky. Then Jesus, is, then Jesus gives the example, doesn't he, of the unforgiving servant. It was still in Matthew 18. And there was a king, and this, this one servant owed him so much money, a thousand talents or whatever talent is, and, and he couldn't pay it. And he fell on his knees and he said, have patience with me and I'll pay you anything. And out of pity, he forgave him the debt. However, that same servant goes out, finds another servant who owes him money. And it's like a hundred quid or something like that. And he pleads with him and says, forgive me, the small debt, forgive me. And, he's, and he doesn't have it. He throws him into prison and he says, you're not getting out until. You know, that unforgiveness puts, puts others in prison, doesn't it? That's a, and, but it puts us in prison, which is the point of Jesus' story. So the Lord then summoned the first servant and said, You wicked servant, I forgave you all your debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have mercy on your fellow servant as I have? And this is verse 18, verse 34 and 35. And in anger, the Lord handed him over to be tortured until he'd pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother and sister from your heart. You know, the parables that Jesus told often were to the religious people of the day. It seemed where Jesus was aiming a lot of his talks, wasn't it? About those religious teachers I've spoken to them about before whose hearts were not for God's kingdom. I tell you, where kingdom people have this heart of love and forgiveness for others because something inside them is supernaturally transformed. So I don't read this and think, oh, that's me. I read this and think, thank God I'm a new creation. Thank God I'm not like that anymore. And the, the wicked servant who wouldn't forgive another was in prison himself. That's the message I get from that. Unforgiveness imprisons us. And this message that Jesus is bringing here is for those whose hearts aren't for God's kingdom. And the lesson also is he who's forgiven much loves much. And because we've been given so much love, we love in return. Paul puts it in his letter so well to Colossians, talking about the new creation and how the new creation people and how we interact with other. He says you're supposed to be one body, one mind. The church is this group of people that follow Christ, filled with God's Spirit and overflowing with love and forgiveness. It begins by saying you've been raised with Christ. So therefore, seek the things which are above. Set your mind on things that are above and not beneath. 
because now you're in Christ. In Christ, mindset is not someone that holds a grudge. Consequently, he says, we put to death all the old things, old life, the life of fornication, impurity, passions, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. We get rid of things like anger, wrath, malice, slander, abusive language. We get rid of that stuff from our mouth, and we no longer lie to one another. We've been stripped of our old self, he says, and these practices, we've been stripped from these, and we have now clothed ourselves with our new self. We are the chosen, holy, blameless ones, and we should act like it. So he says, doesn't he, in verse 13, I started with this. Clothe yourselves with compassion. This is how the new creature lives, with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with meekness, with patience. He says, bear one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, forgive them, just as the Lord has forgiven you. This is the example we began with, and it's the same theme that Jesus is bringing up is that we're meant to live different. We're meant to live different. That is the transforming power of the nature of God, isn't it? We're meant to be different. He he continues, verse 14, Above all, clothe yourselves with love. It's that love that binds us together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. What's ruling in your heart today? Is the love of God shared abroad in your hearts by the Holy Spirit? He says, to which you indeed called to be one body. Now, who loves their own body, looks after their body, takes care of their body? And we are, like you see, the body of Christ. You know, just look at your brother and sister, or if it's your husband and wife, have a look at them. Aren't they lovely? Look at them in the eyes. Is this the kind of person you could forgive? This is the body of Christ, my friends. John says, he says, if you don't love your brother or your sister, how how can you say you love God? It's not a transactional thing. It's not a conditional thing. It's a kingdom thing. We're not counting to try and get one up on someone, are we? Let no one owe you anything but love, Scripture says. I'm closing. So what are you going to wear? Are you going to wear love, kindness, compassion? Because it seems clothing, to me it seems like sometimes this is temporary. Do you ever feel that your kindness can be temporary or your patience can be wearing thin? You know, the kids that wear jeans with rips in the knees. You know, is your patience wearing thin as your, as your ripped jeans are wearing thin? Maybe it's time to get some fresh clothes. Maybe it's time to freshen up that wardrobe a little bit, maybe. We don't want to clothe ourselves with vengeance, bitterness, and unforgiveness. We clothe ourselves with Christ. That's the kingdom of God, you know. It's made up of people who are following Christ. It's made up of people who love Christ. It's a place where God is king, ultimate ruler, and we are the the subjects of the king, and as subjects we live those obedient lives. We live a life free from idolatry. We live as new kind of people, 
And we live contrary to the world in the way that we love one another, in the way that we forgive one another, in the way that we treat others. And as these people of God, these kingdom people, we open this gateway. Supernaturally, the grace of God opens a gateway in our lives, in our inner being that receives the love of God. And we're able to share that with those around us. Amen. How many know the love of God flows both ways? Let's just close our eyes for a moment. I'm going to ask the band to come up. Maybe your heart's been closed. Maybe you've struggled to find forgiveness. Maybe it seems impossible. But I think with God, all things are possible. Allow the love of God to fill your heart afresh and anew. Allow his spirit to speak to you right now. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Wash me, cleanse me, forgive me, heal me, restore me. And maybe that kind of hurt takes a little while to to heal up. Sometimes it's a bit raw, isn't it? And and sometimes you keep picking away at the the scab and it just never seems to heal up. And God says, I want to bring healing and wholeness into your life. Let me cover you with my love. Let me restore you. Let me heal you. Receive, receive the love of God right now. Receive the Spirit of God right now. Receive the Spirit of God right now, right now. I believe the Spirit is doing a work amongst us. We just allow Him, allow Him. Allow God to fill you. Allow God to take away the pain, the hurt. privilege and what an honor that we have a God who loves and serves, loves and gave his own son so that we can come boldly into the throne room of heaven, completely forgiven and restored. So we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise and honor for for your son, Jesus Christ. And we want to just worship you more again now. And we ask that you'd help us in our weaknesses where we find things are difficult to let go of. We just ask that you would help us to let go and to let God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
just trust in him this morning in every area of our lives even forgiving others
say surely love and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I can rest in my God and my King because his mercy is new every morning amen his mercy is new every morning hallelujah thank you father thank you father thank you thank you father hallelujah hallelujah I'm just so reminded when uh, Giles was talking about forgiveness in our small group we're reading Romans at the moment and uh, just the, the emphasis on these things are gifts they're not rewards and uh, I was just thinking about birthday parties and you get gifts not that you, you know, deserve them or you've earned them it's just because you exist it's just because you're here and these gifts from God are just because you're here you can't earn them you don't deserve them they're just because he wants to give them to you so if there's anything that Giles has said this morning that has um, maybe have, you've str- you struggle with or has brought things up that you want to deal with please come and talk to one of us and um, grab Giles at the end I know he'd love to pray with you over things but know that these things are gifts from God the almighty God for you for free okay super thank you guys thank you band very much if you want to grab your seat for a minute just got some notices before we all grab a coffee and and 
well, collect our children and grab a coffee. So um, just if you're, if you're not already, if you're online, you can do this now because you're already online. Um, and if you're in the building and you want to get your phone out and do it, you can. I'll allow that. Um, but please follow us on all our socials. We've got so much going on um, through Lighthouse, through Love Ely, um, and through Christians and Churches Together in Ely. So please like and share all those different, and different pages across all the different social medias that we've got. But a few things coming up this week that I just want to um, just bring to your attention. One is this Saturday, Asher and Roz. Can you give us a wave, Asher? Can you give us a wave, Roz? There you go. So these ladies are going to be uh, hosting and running a gathering for ladies in the church, ladies in the community, to get together, have a coffee, have some cake, have a chat, and be encouraged and fellowship together. So that is this Saturday, uh, 10 to 11. Grab a coffee on your way in from Unwrapped, which is the social enterprise at the front of the the church there, and make your way around to the bridge block, which is just over the, uh, over the car park there. That's 10 to 11. And then next Saturday afternoon, we've been running Alpha, which is so exciting and has been a real, it's a great resource. And for those of you who have done an Alpha course and been blessed by that, you'll know how important and how um, fundamental the Holy Spirit Day is. And as a church, we've, we've run it um, different ways. But this year, we're going to run it as an afternoon, and we're going to open it to the whole church. Because the Holy Spirit is there and is for us to enjoy and be filled with. And if you're a new member of the church or you've been here for years and years and years and you've never done an Alpha Day or you just want a refreshing, then this is the chance to come together. Join the guys who are doing the um, Alpha course. And so that is next Saturday afternoon. And uh, Lizzie Hunt's going to be leading that. And it's a great chance. Yeah, that's great. Um, We're really excited to see what God's going to do. And um, so that is next uh, Saturday, 11.30. So just before lunch, actually. Um, until four, uh, lunch will be provided, and if any questions and things will be great to explore that. Something coming up um, on the 9th and 10th of April, as most of you will know, is our celebration, our 40-year uh, birthday of Lighthouse as a church. Yes, yeah, so we're going to be celebrating 40 years, and we are very, very excited to have people come together who were part of the church years ago, and people who are um, more recently involved, and just, you know, worship. We're going to have a a Saturday evening celebration um, with songs through the years, um, not every song, but a selection of songs through the years, and then a Sunday morning, which is going to be just launching the next 40 years, and uh, Giles is going to be bringing a word and a vision, and we're very excited about that. So you want to be a part of that. You can book online through Eventbrite um, or through the Facebook um, uh, event page on there. So that's, that's what's coming up. But like I say, please follow us on social media for the rest of the things. If you are able to and you want to be a part in all that we're doing through the church and through the community financially, there's an opportunity to give at the back. And please fill in a form if you are a taxpayer and we can claim back the gift aid. So um, that's what's coming up and that's how you can be involved. Um, Please do collect your children before you grab your coffee. But before we go, let's just pray. Lord, I want to thank you for this morning. Thank you for the worship and the word and for how it is equipping us and empowering us to be more like you, Lord. I pray that as we go from this place, we will walk in step with you and be enlightened by who and what you are and the almighty God that you are. Thank you, Lord. Amen.